It's time for Better Taiwan. Stories and discussions on how Taiwan reacts, combats the response to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak. With a look at how Taiwan can help now and in post-COVID-19 world. Yes, we are here with another episode of Better Taiwan, where we discuss the impact of COVID-19 on the livelihood of the people on this island and what we're doing to overcome these obstacles and difficulties. Today's topic is about Taiwan's artificial intelligence and big data analysis. Our guest is Jeremy Olivier, the deputy editor for Taiwan Business Topics magazine, a monthly publication by the American Chamber of Commerce in Taipei. Jeremy has been living and working in Taipei for the past six years and has written on topics relating to politics, law, and business. His latest articles include Making a More Welcoming Environment for Foreign Professionals in Taiwan, Remodeling Taiwan into an International Talent Hub for the Digital Age, How Businesses in Taiwan are Coping with COVID-19, and on May 14th, he wrote about Taiwan's fight against the COVID-19 pandemic by utilizing AI technology and big data analysis, which is exactly what we like to explore today on our final episode of Better Taiwan. How has the pandemic expedited Taiwan's technological developments, and what can we look forward to in terms of the country's foreign relations post-COVID-19? So, hi Jeremy, could you first give us a brief summary on some of the projects, software, and hardware that's been developed by establishments such as Taiwan AI Labs, Industrial Technology Research Institute, also known as ETRI, and Soda Labs. So as I was doing my research and interviewing uh, uh, people for this article, I, I realized that a common theme, uh, you know, at that moment uh, was that they were working on a lot of um, uh, AI and AI-enabled products and services that uh, were intended to help people and governments uh, combat the spread of COVID-19. Mm -hmm. So... Um, Right. So the, you know, the first one uh, that I cover in my article is, is Taiwan AI Labs. It's a privately funded research institute uh, based in Taiwan. It's founded by a guy named Ethan Tu, yeah. who is coincidentally also the founder of um, the popular, popular message board here in Taiwan called PTT. Uh, and they've basically devised the, this entire web portal that has uh, a range of different um, platforms and, and uh, applications that tackle different aspects of the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. uh, they have this medical image screening platform that uses deep learning technology to scan chest x-rays to determine whether or not they uh, indicate uh, pneumonia or pneumonia caused by the SARS-CoV-2 virus. Uh, ETRI, on the other hand, the Industrial Technology Research Institute, is, is a semi-official uh, research institute uh, here in Taiwan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, they usually are working on a very wide range of products. Uh, a couple of the ones that I covered in the article were a predictive model um, using an AI algorithm that uh, would determine uh, which containment measures, such as mask wearing, um, such as social distancing, contact tracing would have the biggest effect on, on what we have come to know as flattening the curve mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of uh, COVID-19 infections in a population. Uh, they also have what they call a quarantine service. It's basically a, a smart system that helps um, like local officials and local government agencies uh, with better keeping track of the people they've been put in charge of enforcing uh, quarantine protocol and isolation protocol. So lastly, uh, you know, Soda Labs was the one private company I spoke to. It's a startup that um, takes hardware produced by some of uh, Taiwan's tech hardware giants, such as uh, 
as Foxconn and equips it with some innovative software uh, functions. So they've come up with a product called the Live Mode, which is a, a remote temperature screening device. It's meant to be used in, in you know, kind of like long-term care facilities where you have a lot of these, you know, high-risk uh, populations. Um, it does not use facial recognition technology and is kind of uh, designed to be marketed more towards uh, Western countries mm -hmm. where I think some of the more invasive aspects of AI are looked on with a bit more skepticism. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the upsides of live mode uh, is that uh, people who use it at least uh, feel more comfortable uh, sharing this with the public of uh, the ins and outs of how this technology works. Uh, the fact that it doesn't use facial recognition is a big plus for, I think, the world right now as we're putting a lot of emphasis on information privacy. Uh, so out of the list of these softwares and developments that you have written about in your article, uh, would you say that Taiwan has done enough in information privacy? I think that's a really good question. And it's it's a concern that many people I talk to for the series of articles, uh, you know, address pretty openly. I think that the, mm -hmm. uh, you know, with the new tracking system in place, governments, doctors, and other people in official positions have uh, pretty unfettered access to, uh, you know, one could say an unprecedented amount of personal data. Yeah. And I think that once the COVID-19 virus is no longer, you know, considered a global public health threat, the government really needs to think really long and hard about um, how it's going to continue to to use the system ethically. Yeah. Uh, I know that the CECC has done some to address these concerns, um, especially the fact that, you know, doctors have access to patient travel information and some of these other issues. But um, I think this is going to continue to be a real concern moving forward. Okay, so that's a big takeaway. While we celebrate the technological success of Taiwan in fighting COVID-19, there are uh, some of uh, the things that we need to watch out for in the near future. And amidst all of this, uh, there is a new term that has become more dominant here in Taiwan, that's uh, digital democracy, mm. where instead of having the traditional political structure of having politician uh, calling the shots and making policies, you have people crowdsourcing uh, a lot of different ideas to make, uh, be it apps or softwares or maybe new policies uh, viable for the country. Now, do you see this becoming beneficial for Taiwan politically or economically in the future? I think that this whole pandemic has uh, really put Taiwan on the map as being a compassionate, democratic defender of, of public health. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's being a good global citizen. Um, Taiwan has not only efficiently and effectively contained the virus within its borders, uh, it has also done quite a bit to help out uh, other countries that are being afflicted by the virus around the world. Um, and, you know, we can see this with its uh, donation of masks and much needed medical equipment. I think that moving forward, Taiwan uh, can start to think about maybe moving more long term. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, for example, you know, AmCham Taipei uh, is now in the process of launching a new series called the Big Ideas Series. Basically, we're inviting experts and thought leaders to come forward with very visionary ideas about, you know, how Taiwan can continue to, in President Tsai's words, be a place that the world can no longer ignore. Mm -hmm. So, for example, one of our recent Big Ideas was brought forward to us by a U.S. economist named uh, Bill Reinfeldt. Uh, yeah. And he's uh, positing that Taiwan should start to think about how it can become a global leader in what he terms pandemic response. 
what he means by this is Taiwan basically marketizing the uh, wide range of products, the technology, of know-how, and R&D that mm-hmm. it's accumulating the situation and sharing that with the rest of the world. By doing this, you know, he argues that Taiwan's political and economic status cannot not only be elevated even further, but uh, really importantly, I think it can result in some serious economic gains for Taiwan. Yeah, and while this is happening, AmCham serves as a voice for Taiwan to speak out to the international platforms. And of course, uh, Topics Magazine has done a great job uh, vocalizing some of Taiwan's achievements here. Uh, so, Jeremy, could you tell me what's the next article coming up for you and uh, what's uh, some of the projects that you're working on right now? Sure, yeah. So actually, our July issue is a little bit more lighthearted. You know, uh, every year we have a travel and culture issue. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of articles right now that uh, are talking, obviously, a little bit more about uh, domestic travel and tourism. Um, and I'm working myself on an article about Taiwan's basketball culture. Okay. So I'm really excited about that issue coming out. Looking forward to that. And of course, sports is a big thing in every country. Taiwan has been lucky to at least have our baseball stadiums half full now. And uh, hopefully we'll get more of that uh, in the future. And uh, Jeremy, Olivia, thank you so much for joining Better Taiwan today. Thanks, Joey. Join us again next time for more on Taiwan's fight against the COVID-19 pandemic with Better Taiwan on ICRT. Or go check out the Better Taiwan podcast, available on all the best podcast platforms.